everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, The Longbox Guys. With me, as always, are my, some of my very best friends since I was a very little kid. Josh, how you doing? What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking, for as, uh, as far as I know, the first uh, Belgian-style beer from Treehouse, which I picked up tonight. Amadeur. 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 It's my second one. I was drinking one during the... Uh, during the uh, Geek Leak, and I did not realize the ABV. So, so what's gonna, the ABV? <laughs> I'm gonna get a little. Uh, <laughs> I might be a little tipsy by the end of the podcast. So I'm saying it's 12.2. <laughs> Alrighty. It's a big beer. It's a. It's, I didn't I've notice been, it during the first one. <laughs> started feeling a little bit. I already poured the second one, and I was like, "What's the ABV on that? 12.2." And from last year, you're down like a hundred pounds, buddy. <laughs> your your tolerance has got to be diminished. <laughs> I am down. Uh, I'm I'm hovering between uh, 145 and 150. Ooh, that's my birth weight, man. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mikey, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing great, and I'm drinking Nyquil. <laughs> hey, that'll get you pretty messed up, yeah, buddy. Yeah, that'll fuck your shit up. Do you remember the first time we saw kids uh, robo-tripping? Maybe not your first time. The first time I ever saw anyone robo-trip was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Me and Mikey were doing a show, and we were wondering, why Green is Bay. So- green Bay, that's right. Thank you. And we were both wondering why there was so much green and red vomit in the bathroom. And we were actually curious enough to ask, hey, why is there so much green and red vomit in the bathroom? <laughs> And they explained to us what robo-tripping was, which was when you drink a bunch of NyQuil, a bunch of DayQuil, and you get kind of fucked up. Did not know that was a thing until we went to Green Bay, Wisconsin, where we were in a bar. Why not just drink at the bar? No, it was because it was it didn't have a bar there. It was an underage dance club, like an under-21 dance club. I think you are correct. I, I'm almost 90% sure you are correct about that. I'll even go up to 95. LT, how you doing? What are you drinking, pal? I'm doing all right. I am drinking some uh, great King Street Scotch by Compass Box, the Artist Blend. Great King Street. It is delicious. I don't know. It just sounds like it should be said like that. It does sound nice, like yeah. the way Josh said it, I guess. I, I do like King Street as a brand. Uh, this is good stuff in there. And, I mean, scotch is always good. I mean, right down to the molecular level. Speaking of the molecular yes. level, this week we're talking about Ray Palmer, better known as the Atom. Mikey, you love this character. I do. He's one of my favorite DC heroes. I'll tell you, uh, so Ray Palmer is not the first man to be the Atom in the DC Universe. First man was uh, Al Pratt, which the Golden Age Adam, we'll talk about him probably next week. But we're going to talk about the Silver Age Adam. There's actually been three people who uh, have been the Adam. Ray Palmer was the second one. He has two people who took over for him at different points in his career when Ray went on Walkabout. So first appearing in Showcase Comics, number 34, Back in 1961, the idea was to recreate some of the Golden Age heroes from National Comics and make them more updated for the Silver Age and make them more science-based. 
So whereas the original Golden Age Adam was just a five foot one dude who, you know, worked out and learned how to fight, they decided to give him superpowers, science based. So Ray Palmer was created, a chemist who comes across the White Dwarf Star and decides to use that in order to create a shrinking ray, essentially. Um, it allows uh, – he, he, he had tried experimenting with the material before, and it always caused whatever he was using to blow up. But he was trapped in a cave-in and decided the only way to get out was to shrink himself, get out, and warn people before he blow, you know, tell people where they were before he blew up. But luckily, he didn't blow up for some reason, and he was able to say, "Oh, okay, well, maybe this is why," and develop the atom. And you know, of course, every superhero back then was a super genius, just like uh, uh, comics. So Ray not only was able to figure out how to shrink his size he was able to figure out how to grow back to his normal size and then how to manipulate his mass so he's one of the few people in dc comics that can totally manipulate his density and his height uh he can only go up to as tall as his normal height however in the new 52 that got changed and he could grow actually taller uh i think they kind of went more of the pim particle kind of deal like ant-man back then but originally he could only you know go down to very t- tiny levels they actually even made it so that he could go microscopic one of his favorite ways of traveling in the silver age was to dial a phone uh for those of you who don't understand the phones used to be plugged into walls and you would dial by turning a dial um, and placing a call. And when the person on the other end would answer, he would jump into the phone and travel along the phone lines and then pop back out where he was supposed to be. That worked really well until he accidentally hit a satellite phone, uh, which fucked up his size uh, for quite a while. He was stuck at like the tallest he could grow was like a foot or two feet tall but anyway he had his own after his run on showcase they gave him his own comic book and eventually he was one of the members of justice league of america that's where i first encountered him he didn't really seem very awesome to me back then until later on he was one of the first superheroes to actually get divorced he was in his comic book series, he was dating a lawyer named Gene Loring, and they eventually got married, and they got divorced because Gene was cheating on him. Strangely, though, Ray was upset about this and decided, fuck this, I'm going to shrink myself down and go live with a tribe of microscopic people in South America, and he gave his powers to the dude who was cheating on cheating with his wife (laughs) yes lt point of order mike he went to look for dwarf star alloy in south america and the plane he was on got hit by lightning and he was his 
device that the uh, controls got messed up on his suit. He got shrunk down to about six inches and got shoved out the plane that was going down anyway because the pilot had been shot because it was run by drug smugglers. And he landed in the jungle in South America where he happened upon a group of aliens who just happened to be about six inches tall. And that's where he lived. Somebody has been reading the Sword of Adam for this podcast. (laughs) Exactly, Mike. (laughs) Exactly. It's advertised. So... Tom has pretty much summarized the sort of Adam with the exception of, you know, what happened at the end of the series. But eventually Ray does decide to come back to civilization. And when he does, he has a new comic book series called The Power of Adam. Stuff happens. Uh, nothing major. Uh, that was, uh, It's kind of a throwaway series. And then he ends up becoming a teenager and joins the Teen Titans, which he was always bitter about because he was like, I was on the Justice League and now I'm on the Teen Titans. This is bullshit just because I'm a teenager. Still fucking smarter than everybody else. Um, and then, uh, you know, eventually the Wave Rider is able to speed up his chronology and make him an adult again. Ray has really bad taste, or not bad taste, he has bad luck with women. So in addition to Gene Loring cheating on him, he also lost his love interest from that village where he was living uh, down in South America. And then later on, Gene Loring goes crazy. uh, And in order to win Ray back, she decides that she will make him think that all their loved ones are being threatened. So he will come back to her to guard her and that he will fall in love with her again. So she shrinks down and causes Sue Dibney to have an aneurysm. And she is the villain in the identity crisis series. Um, And it does not go well for her. And then later on, after they finally do catch her and arrest her, she manages to get the Eclipso gem and becomes Eclipso. So, like, Jean has had a really, uh, she's psycho. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. And uh, later on, Ray disappeared again. Uh, he gave his power suit and powers over to another Adam named Ryan Choi, who we can, who probably deserves his own episode too. But that's that's just about the entire history of uh, Ray as the Adam. I just want to point out one quick thing uh, on the hot to crazy ratio thing. She is way off. Yeah, the like the crazy, crazy super outweighs the hot. She's okay, yeah. but no, like. <laughs> Like, she would have to be Scarlett Johansson to make up for the crazy ratio and beyond. Look, she supported Ray. She supported Ray. She gave him the money to buy that white war star sensing equipment. I mean... I'm not, not saying, saying she's not right. Ra- just buying Amazon not. now for like $59.99. It's yeah. sort of embarrassing. Yeah. So... 
Uh, sure. Let me give you a few odds and ends. Um, Ray at one point decided he wanted to fly, and so he could glide on by reducing his mass so much so that the wind would take him, but he instead found a wounded bird and convinced Hawkman to make artificial wings for the bird so it could fly again. It was a mina bird, and he decided to call the bird Major Mina. Yeah. Well, there bad choices made. Yeah. A lot of bad choices made. The 1960s, buddy. What, I, what can I say? Yeah. Uh, he, and by the way, at this point, you can actually get the white dwarf detecting stuff as an app. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Either he, via mozzarella sticks or your iPhone. He yeah, does have right. a. App, oh, it doesn't matter. He does have a fairly decent sized rogues gallery for somebody who did not have a good power. A, a lot of issues of his oh. comic book. His power set's actually pretty cool because Ray is super smart. Yeah. Uh, my favorite was when the Justice League was fighting Darkseid, mm-hmm. and Darkseid had a force field up, and he's like, nobody can get through this force field. And Hold my um, beer. Ray was like, oh, he can see us, so light can get through there. So he... Yeah. Shrunk down, rode a beam photon. of light, photon. In, a photon right into the eye, got up into the brain, and fucking killed Darkseid with an aneurysm. So, pretty tough <laughs> he dude. Sued Dig- Wait, he sued Digby him? Yeah. We shouldn't have called yeah. that. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a terrible Yeah, maybe we shouldn't sense. call it Eugene Lauren him. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, it's not like Sue did it to herself. Yeah, it's a, yeah. But that was actually before Identity Crisis. That was in JLA. So I think. So that's how she learned to do it. That might be actually. Yeah. I learned it from you, Ray. Also, if you shrunk down to the size of a photon, every photon would be going in every direction, everywhere. It would be like picking one freaking point of contact to go to a specific star and across the universe i'm just saying it's a terrible power set and i get what he did there but it's 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 not a good power set it's a bad well does it, thing. does it He's help you Josh, able if... to figure out which photon yeah. to use nope. no it's a matter of perception it's not a matter of intelligence it just wouldn't have worked if he named the photon major minor are you back in I, yeah, I think I think oh, Josh no, minor, is major. back in. If he was riding a laser beam, if it were a shark wearing a laser beam, <laughs> a laser pointer, a shark with a laser pointer, and the the atom rode the laser into dark size eyes. Like getting I think smaller Jeff, and keeping your own strength is a terrible power set. I'm sorry. It's just not, it's not great. That, I think it's kind of, it was the entire premise of Doll Man. We love that movie. Actually, that's funny that you should mention Doll Man because that's when Gil Kane and Gardner Fox were creating Adam. They decided to just steal the Doll Man idea and use that as the power for the atom and make it more atomic-based. And uh, Julie Schwartz had just read an article about a, a white dwarf star, so he was like, dwarf star, that must shrink people. That sounds, yeah, that sounds awesome. science-y. 
the, yeah, the word fine. dwarf See, is right fucking there. Fucking use that word. Yeah. 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 Got a dwarf in it. Why not? Terrible. Pirate. I'm surprised they didn't call him his his regular identity. I'm surprised they didn't call him Adam. Yeah, A D A M. <sighs> yeah. Adam Adamson's. Uh, Adam, my my Adam favorite Adam my favorite episode um, with him was in I and one of you guys are going to correct me on this and I'm glad you will. I think it was uh, Justice League Unlimited when Lex Luthor was being uh, played by the super robot. That uh, yeah, what was the name of the robot? I forget. Uh, was it Mazo? Might have no. been. They, they, no, they had it was a different robot. He yeah. eventually joins the JSA a little bit. Red Tornado? No, yeah. he's a good guy-ish. Anyway, he basically has... Yeah, yeah go ahead. I'll, he's basically I'll, I'll Superman with extra powers and Martian Manhunter powers. And he's vowed to... He said he's a billion miles away. And he says, hey, just so you know, I'm coming to kill Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor makes a super bunker, gets the Atom in there, because he thinks the Atom is the only one who can figure out how to stop this indestructible robot from coming and killing him. And the Adam is trying to do it, uh, but he doesn't want to. Like, the entire time he's like, Lex, I should just fucking let you die. All no, this robot is, wants is you to die. I should it, let you die. <laughs> it is the evolved version of Amazo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was a good episode. It was a fun thing, because the entire Justice League flew out there to stop him, and Amazo's just swatting him away, saying, I don't want to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you, but I don't want to. Just let me kill Lex Luthor. I really want to kill Lex Luthor. And uh, he doesn't, because Ray Palmer uh, stops him. Yeah, Ray Palmer basically talks him down. Yeah. Yeah, not not a power thing. It's just he just logics the shit out of him and is like, yeah, no. You're amazing. Let's let's talk it out. It is a good episode. It is a good episode. How does it make you feel, amazing? Uh, anyone else have an outstanding episode that we didn't talk about? I, I missed a, a few minutes. You know, I just liked, uh, as a little kid, I used to watch the Adam cartoon. Oh, yeah. That was on in the afternoons. Up, up, and uh, Adam. That was obviously, like, from the 60s. Yeah, I fucking love that cartoon. Yeah. But Up, Up, and Adam is Adam Ant. No, no, no. There was an actual Adam cartoon. I know. I'm just making sure Josh knows that there's two no, different No, no, I'm thinking of Adam Ant. I fucking yeah, like you're Adam totally Ant. thinking of Adam Ant, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but there was an Adam cartoon? There was. Just kind of like It was kind of like yeah. the Captain America cartoon. In the, it wasn't very good animation-wise, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember it. I there barely was. remember it. Okay. Yeah, once again, the shrinking? I don't know. It's not a great power set. There was never a great power set for me. The the when Ant Man is fun is when he grows huge. Like I I don't I don't know. When Ant Man is fun is when he's bragging about how huge he got. To, yeah, he is. Yeah. The black <laughs> that, Well, how tall? Well, how tall did you get? Thirty feet? I was always sixty. Sixty. Yeah. Right. Like that's the shit. Like. God, I wanted him to come back. Wants to get shorter but stay the same strength. Like I don't. I don't know. I I don't know. I liked uh, in the JSA comic when Adam was their backup to take out the um, the guy with the mental powers, and he got into the the guy's brain to see what was wrong. And Mister Mind was in there. Mister Mind yeah, was yeah. like, Mister Mind was like, 
oh, it's on, little uh, man. And Adam was like, oh, I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> like, you're just a fucking worm. That was kind of cool. That was a cool visual that the mind worm was in there. And, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was cool. yeah. But I, I like the Adam. I, I like the fact that he he's in a lot of ways the Justice League's Reed Richards. Like, when they need somebody yeah. to science the shit out of something, they call in the Adam to he's figure not nearly, out. He's not nearly as arrogant. Yeah. Now they So, he was in the Arrow universe for live action, but... With a robot that, suit. It was, so, it was basically Iron Man, who yeah. can shrink. It was yeah. like, they just decided to make it Ant-Man, Iron yeah. Man kind of deal. That's because originally it was supposed to be Blue Beetle. And then they were like, you can't use the Blue Beetle. We have other plans for him. Yeah, feature film. So, yeah. Which never happened, but whatever. What? No, it's it's in production. Like, I've already seen. They're working right, on but it. Not, not the one that they had. Not the one they were making. Uh, not, okay. not when this was. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know. So they, they were like, use the Atom instead. So they were like, all right, we'll figure out the Atom. Okay, so but, like I saw online the other day a list of 10 people both Marvel and DC, of who you think are the smartest heroes in both universes. Where do, you, do you think Ray Palmer's on that list? Ooh. Top 10. Top 10 for Top 10. for both Marvel and DC? Marvel and DC. Uh, what's his name? Um, I don't know. Fair Sorry. play. Mr. Terrific is the smartest Mr. Terrific, in the yeah. universe. He's, he's probably the top one uh, or two. They call him the third smartest Yeah. behind Batman and Lex Luthor, but fuck them. It's Mr. Yeah. Terrific. I agree. And then, uh, What's her name? Riri's pretty up there, and so is uh, the moon, devil, moon Girl. They're both up there, but, I mean, it's, it's the Richards Von Doom scale, so that tells you, like... <laughs> who the two smartest dudes in the Marvel universe are. And then, of course, Hank Pym was the scientist. Scientist Supreme, scientist Supreme baby. He got yeah. fooled into thinking that was a thing. <laughs> so that knocked him down four slots. <laughs> if if you're going to take the word of the god of mischief, you're not that bright. Yeah, I don't know if Ray Palmer is going to make the top ten for both universes. Maybe if it was just the DC universe, I might put him up in the top ten. They had him at seven. Really? Wow. Yeah. Where's, Par- where's Parker? What, Peter Parker? Yeah. Yeah, read the, the list. list, man. Tell you us the, the list. Oh, let's, uh, read the list. Uh, let's, let's each take a guess and you tell us where they came. Obviously, I already said Reed Richards and Victor Von Doom. I went with Mr. Terrific, so... Let me, uh, so I think Moon Girl's probably here. the... I mean, Tony Stark's going to be on the list, but you yeah. know who I want on the list? I want Doctor Strange on the list. Because I in see. terms of intelligence, he had to learn all the, all the spells. He was a, neuro, a neurosurgeon. He's got the smarts. You just don't think about it because he doesn't innovate in technology. He invented in medical technology, and I agree with you, but I don't get him as top ten. But I okay. agree with you. So these guys uh, have. Hold on, let me. Uh, let me. This website is fucking chatty as fuck. Let me just. Uh, 
me get them uh, written down here. So while Josh is doing that, if yeah. you want to tell us who you think the top 10 are, then maybe we should do that. Uh, uh, an episode, just the top 10 smartest fucking people. Yeah, and, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that next week. Everybody come up with your own top 10 list. See, I think Parker's up there, but like not. I mean, I think he's going to make top. Yeah, both universes. Yeah. Both universes now. Yeah, I guess I, I got to go DC that. and Marvel and then other. Because there is other. I mean, let's not forget that. Uh, I think we need to limit it to just DC and Marvel. No, yeah. no. I think it becomes yeah. too big if we go other. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It becomes too big. Uh, yeah. Quick. I know you want to. I know you want to throw sad sack in there, but you know, Richie Rich was a very savvy business person. Was he? Grew up to be Donald Trump, so I don't like him so much, but still. Wow, wouldn't that be a fun story arc? Richie Rich grows up to be Donald. Like I don't like the name Richie Rich. It's too on the nose. I'm going to change it to Donald. Donald. Donald what? I don't know. Let me think. I'm better than everyone else. I Donald Trump Rich, everyone you still else. still got to keep the legacy. Donald Trump. Boom. No, 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 no. Just keep it Don Rich. So this isn't the list I was thinking of. This is somebody else's list. As I think some of the names have changed. But let's go ahead and, and give it the shot through here. All right. I still got my number one pick slotted in Mr. Terrific. Okay, so... Let's go. Let's start at. Well, I mean, it's tough to start at ten, I guess. No, go ahead. We'll go backwards. Okay. So they have as number ten Amadeus Cho. Okay. Uh, Very smart. One of the greatest mathematicians ever in the Marvel universe. Yep. Well, I wonder if Cyclops can make the list. He's the world's greatest trigonometry guy. Probably not. Uh, for number two, they have Beast. Hank McCoy. Yeah. Wait. Sense. Number two or number nine? Sorry, number nine. Okay. So they have uh, Amadeus Cho as 10, uh, Hank as 9, uh, Hank Kim as 8. All Marvel so far? Scientist Supreme. As 7. DC make a strong 7. Oracle as 6. Oracle. Okay. Hmm. I mean, she's no moron. Tony Stark is 5. All right. Batman is 4. Terrific as three. They've always said third smartest man in the in the, in the world. There's two Marvel ahead of him here. As well, T'Challa we, as Black Panther as two, which I don't agree with, and Reeve Richards is number one. You know, Doom doesn't even make the list. Doom, the world yeah. is filthy with Doom bots, and Doom doesn't make the list. I'm a Doom bot. Well, I'm he's sorry, not a guys. He's not considered a hero. These are oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, I thought right. we were just doing the smartest. No, no. Superior so far, Iron this Man? list is... What's that? Superior Iron Man? God, being a hero was so tiring. So, no. Yeah, this is just hero. This is a list of the top ten DC Marvel heroes. Not okay. not intellects. So, no Lex Luthor. No, no Doc Doom. Um, yeah. I mean, T'Challa, uh, well... The other lists I was looking at were, sorry, I'm joking, <laughs> wrong type, were humans, the top 10 humans. Humans, okay, let's do So humans. they weren't including, like, Brainiac, okay. Brainiac 5, uh, they weren't including, yeah, all that. So it was the Airways. top 10 human, humans in Marvel and DC, but they didn't distinguish 
between villains and heroes. So let's see if I can find that list. Let's say Lex Luthor's got yeah. yeah. Lex Luthor's got to make that one. There's a couple others. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan, The Thinker. Yeah. Wait, Doctor Manhattan counts. There we go. I mean, I know he's owned by DC yeah, now. Yeah, started out as human. I, I was going by your weird metric that it can only be DC and Marvel. What is, who do you think fucking bubbles the Watchmen? Yeah. I was thought, you know, I, I still have it in my brain that the Watchmen was uh, independent. I know it wasn't. Uh, I know where they stole from. Now. Okay, I so, found the list. Now, yeah. All right, so if uh, you want to pipe in with your top ten, go ahead and tweet us at the Longbox guys over on Twitter, if you still use Twitter. If you don't, go over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the Longbox guys, where we always do our Patreon-only podcasts, The Geek Lake, where we talk about all the other stuff that is not comic book related. And you can get that for a mere $1 a month, which is crazy cheap. And all the money that we get from there goes to Elizabeth Peabody House, so you can post there. Or you can go over to our website, uh, thelongboxguys.com, and send us an email at luckybastard at thelongboxguys.com. LT, when was the last time you checked that email? I just checked that the other day. Uh-huh. Right when you were doing the yep. last few podcasts? Uh, more recently than that. I live in a nice. glass house, by the way. <laughs> live in a glass house. I'm going to go with uh, Lex Luthor is going to be pretty high on the list. Dr. Doom pretty high on the list. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to add yeah. a couple of votes. I, I really hope the thinker makes the list because I think the thinker is higher up than a few of those people that we saw. I mean, Oracle is a genius, a super genius even, but I mean, the thinker, that's his whole bit. Josh, you got the list? So now I've got a couple lists. Let's just do this on another podcast. Yeah, this is a whole podcast. Let's just keep going on. Mikey, what Um, do you got at the front of the long box? You son of a bitch. At the front of the long box, I have a a question for you. And it is, uh, let me pull up the. I'm going to whip his ass. Photo. While Mike does that, I will tell you this. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter, like Mike said. And we have been talking to Sasha Kaplan, one of our favorite uh, scholars out there who does a lot of work with a a Jewish comic book crossover. And she just put in her paper for her PhD. How exciting is that? Congratulations, Sasha. She did that just this week. Yeah. Great job, Sasha Kaplan. Go for it. So there was a, a number of different books that were published in the 80s about the comic book industry. One was Wizard, and another one was called Amazing Heroes. And in 1984, Amazing Heroes had their best top 10 books of 1984. Um, 84. Which, yeah, so I was wondering if you guys might be able to come up with some. Uh, I'm going to give you... Uh, some hints on uh, so number 10 Josh someday you're going to get this whole comic book series from me. you guys want to take a guess oh, I think I know what it is if Josh is getting it 
What is it? Is it the Mutant Massacre? No. No, no oh. he already has that. Hey, I'm going to no, say No, no, he's missing. Uh, he's missing one issue. Because <laughs> no, he not. burned it. Really? You didn't burn your Power Pack issue on that one, Josh? I did not, no. Yeah, right. Power Pack. Yeah, I'm giving the whole series. I'm almost yeah, plugged, I'm plugged it. Yeah. Is that the uh, one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. Uh, number nine is also a Marvel comic. Anybody want to take a guess at that? It is a solo person's comic. That might be Wolverine at that point. 84? No, nah, that was before Wolverine had his own comic. going to say Nightcrawler? Well, Wolverine didn't have his own comic. Nightcrawler's not going to be rocking his own comic. Yeah. But he had a he had a miniseries. What's the year? Yeah, 1984. Okay. 84, year before uh, I graduated. Josh, you're a... Uh, 84, sophomore. Marvel, what? In 84? Yeah. No. Right. Like, He's in elementary school. Yeah. 84? No. Yeah, I graduated, I graduated in 84. It's like in fourth grade or fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. I forget how much younger you are than me. So, uh, so I was maybe in seventh grade? Four? Uh, no, it was Dr. Strange. Or sixth uh, grade. Sixth grade, somewhere in there. Uh, number eight is a comic book based on a video game. Oof. Um, uh, Which we never talked about. I'm sure we should talk about this series at some point, just because it's so obscure. Well, then it's not Sonic, which actually has to be a pretty solid comic. Dragon's Lance? No, it was uh, Atari Force. Atari uh, Force. Uh, I remember Atari Force. Uh, number six is just criminal that they listed it at number six because fucking Chris Claremont deserves better than number six. Uh, Amazing Heroes magazine. Uh, that was the X-Men. Uh, number five was also a team comic from Marvel. Uh, John Byrne, I think, was doing it in, in 84. Maybe not. Byrne in 84? Really? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. That seems a little early for Burn, but is that a team comic in '84 by Burn? Team, you said team or team? Team. Team. I'm, uh, it's team. probably actually is it probably the not. Alpha Flight. That uh, was Fantastic Four. It Fantastic might not have been '84. Uh, number four is was the best comic uh, going over at DC Comics. It was uh, Wolfman and Perez. Oh, actually, no, it was before Wolfman and Perez. Right? 84? No, that had to be Wolfman The best Marvel comic in 84? No, DC. DC. Oh, DC. Yeah. Teen Titans? Teen Titans, yeah. Nice, nice. Number three and number two are uh, first comics. Spider-Man and Spider-Man? Nexus? Nope. John Sable and American Flag. Ugh. And then number one is uh, Alan Moore comic, DC. Swamp Thing? Yeah. Good on you, Josh. Yeah, that was just Amazing Heroes. I don't know how they freaking determined what the best comic books were in 84, but I disagree. Was it just on sales? (laughs) It's great. Yeah, fucking Atari, Atari Force makes the Atari top Force. 10. Yeah, you fucking kidding me? 84. I had some stand every, power right there. Oh, 84, 84, everyone had an Atari, and everyone's mom was like, oh, a comic book, and he has an Atari. Who knows how well they sold? 
true. Number seven was Blue Devil. By the way, I forgot, I forgot the, that. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Blue Devil. Blue Devil was Blue a Devil. Uh, yeah, that was a big comic book for a while. Was it? I, LT, it I was, just got, it really was. didn't I get you the entire series when I came back from Florida? <laughs> Blue Devil. Who knew? I don't remember if you gave me the entire series, Mike. I think I did. In one of those batches of comics, I think I gave you just about the entire series. Or uh, now, whether Maybe, you read uh, it or not, because we went to the I panel. I definitely have not read it. Which is, a, is a shame. It, Blue Devil was actually a very entertaining comic. I, yeah. And they started breaking like, the fourth I wall gotten, well before. I have not Deadpool. gotten to a lot of comics. Like. Uh, Blue Devil, yeah, there was a time when Blue Devil and Savage Dragon for independent comics were really racking up numbers. Well, Blue I Devil liked, was the DC Blue comic. Devil wasn't but, I know, but it, it felt. Yeah. It, Blue Devil always felt very independent to me. I'm sorry. I know I get it confused. That's because he was breaking the fourth wall. He was literally looking at other panels going, oh, I can't believe that's going to happen. Yeah, Blue Devil always felt indie to me. And Savage Dragon and Blue Devil. I liked Savage Dragon when it first came out. They kind of connected in my head. I think they were running kind of parallel time-wise. That was what, Larson, right? Yep. Yeah, Larson. Early 90s, late 80s, really early 90s, right? 93, yeah. 94 for beginning of image comics. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the first image titles. Yeah, I always liked. I yeah. like Lar. I mean, his art style is okay, but I, I did like beefy, beefy. That's a word for it. Yeah, beefy. Uh, but I, I did like. Uh, I liked it more than most of the image releases that 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 came out that. First he was one of the two. few artists who was not a bad writer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then I, it, it, Lee Todd and McFarlane, all those... Todd McFarlane was headed in Tales above everybody else. Yeah. And then... But like Lee with the Wildcats and the... What was the other one? There, the, yeah, the the first couple Young years Blood there. Youngblood. Yeah, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, all that man. stuff was... Yeah, stories it, were awful. Yeah. <laughs> But at the time, you were like super impressed by the artwork. You were, you were, and in some, I think in some dark corner of the recesses of our mind, we were happy. I, I mean, I was happy for the artists to like kind of get their own thing. And then you sort of were like, yeah. But, but I you really guys, wish there was a good story here. So maybe, maybe you guys should hire a writer. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think I think Savage Dragon uh, amongst all those was uh, the better of the uh, the better of the bunch. That's a tangent. Absolutely. Tangents are your purview, Josh. You they tangents? are indeed. Uh, yeah. So uh, clearly we've been talking. We've been all over the comic spectrum. Like we started uh, in what should have been a pretty uh, narrow focused uh, comic, and then we we got into smart people and artists and writers and stories. And I guess, what do you think is, and this doesn't have to be a comic, it could be any media in, in books, or even, I, I will take historical, um, how people are portrayed. Who do you think is the, the smartest person portrayed in the best, in the smartest way, right? So you got a sense, what made you give us the sense of someone who was actually like so much smarter than you, that you were like, wow, that is... That is something that impresses me. And it could be from 
the way the writers portrayed that person and you were like, oh, that is very clever. Or it could just be someone in the real world where you're like, I don't understand how this person thinks, but somebody communicated that to me in a way. And I feel like I understand that. Just something above above us in some intellectual way. And it was communicated in a way you were like, wow, that is um, that's impressive. Um, Ada Lovelace. Ada Lovelace was so far beyond the scope of imagination of her time that it's almost hard to comprehend what she was doing. She single-handedly kind of invented computer programming when there were no computers. I mean, Ada Lovelace's intellect and the scope of her imagination I don't think will ever be understood. So I'm going to go with the Cookie Monster. I have a tweet from the Cookie Monster. When something is important, it means a whole lot. Make sure your friend know how important they are to you, just like a beautiful cookie. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. He's very zen. Think about it, very zen. I can love Cookie Monster. Goddamn right. They're trying, to re- they're trying to rename him just Monster. Yeah, fuck what? that noise. Yeah, I don't like it. What the fuck is that? Because cookies aren't cookie that healthy. Cookies is his identity. Cookies aren't that healthy monster. for you. They are. People just they don't make be. the right cookies. Damn right. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that I'm noise. With you. I'm with you, Josh. I don't like it. So, in just about every portrayal that I've seen, Sherlock Holmes always gives the impression that he is the smartest man in the room. I do Whatever love the detective in. stories where, like, I, you watch it and you're like, when the detective finally starts telling you how it happened, you're like, oh, shit, why didn't I see that? See that. Because there's yeah. a lot of times where I'm like, I see it as it's going on, and I'm like, well, this sucks. But when yeah. they do it well, when I'm like, uh, why didn't I see that happen? That's the TV show Sherlock for me, the British, the BBC yeah, Sherlock. Yeah, they at least show you all the clues. I hate Sherlock shows where you don't see a clue. Oh they my gosh. They don't let you see it, and at the end they explain things that you didn't see, and you're see? like, right. fuck you. Like You didn't I, give me a chance. You didn't give me a chance. Yeah. yeah. I needed that. I could have fucking figured that out if you fucking showed me that shit. It's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I there's one... <laughs> There was one show like one, uh, uh, just for an example of that, where there were these lights flashing and they thought it was uh, Morse code. And Sherlock's like, yeah, go ahead, Watson. Why don't you go and explore that? I'm like, I think that's teenagers fucking in cars. And he goes all the way up this huge hill and he finds teenagers fucking in cars. (laughs) And I'm like, I got that one. I I got one. I I got one. Okay, so speaking of fucking in cars, this is an aside of an aside. So one time in college, I borrowed a friend's station wagon. I drove out to a very dark road where me and a girl could get together and be private. And little did I know I hadn't been in the college that long. I was actually parked along the fence line of the Bridgewater Institute for the Mentally Insane prison. (laughs) And we were... Humping and bumping in the back of a fucking station wagon, and all of a sudden, surrounded by like 16 fucking cars with their lights on and flashing because they thought we were helping someone escape the prison. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Did yeah. you finish? 
Yeah. In a hurry. In <laughs> a hurry. Yeah, bright lights, right in the thing, and I was like, oh, fuck. Time to go. <laughs> yeah. Did everyone go? Josh did. Josh. Josh oh. didn't finish his tangent. I mean, I, he finished all those things, but he didn't finish I fin- his tangent. I finished, but not the tangent. Um, I think for me, it's Peter Parker. Um, Spider-Man was always one of my favorite heroes. And it's great that he got the superpowers, right? But it was so amazing for me that he was a kid doing what I was trying to do when I was in high school. Like I was trying to get out to be an engineer or, uh, you know, just something, something to get me out of where I was. And don't get me wrong where we grew up was not great. Right. And we want, I think we all wanted, don't get you wrong. We got you Jack, right. Yeah. Right. Like we all had a target somewhere outside of Munson Palmer, Western mass to get the fuck out. And it seemed like something that wasn't, I mean, even, even UMass Amherst, which is a very good school for on a lot of accounts. Right. If I, I thought if I went to that place, that close to home that somehow I would have failed. Like that seemed like failing to me. Like I, and Mike, I know you went there <laughs> and failed and failed. Uh, some of us went there and passed. I know. Well, I eventually uh, did, but it felt like it felt like hitting a target too close to home. It doesn't matter how good of a school it was. Like MIT could have been a block away from my house. I wouldn't have wanted to go there. Right. I wanted to I wanted to hit something outside of that. And I always felt like Peter Parker did that in his life. Like he grew up where he was, but he was always doing something somewhere else and doing something above and beyond the powers he was given. And I really appreciated that in a character. Plus he created his web fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Should have yeah. fucking sold it. Yeah, a couple other things. Pete. Yeah. Uh, let's not forget he was also an incredible automotive engineer. He made the spider buggy, yeah. which was an incredible feat. And an artist. He was a he was both a uh, right. He was a photographer, right? Think think of how hard it is to get the shots he was getting with timing expo- on a manual camera. Web- it's almost as Right, it's almost like he has hyper reflexes and timing, right? And so he had to like line all that shit up. But he was an artist, a hero, and a scientist, which I thought was fantastic. I like that. You, you, that's a good one, Josh. LT, what do you got at the back of the long box? I got nothing, Mike. Yeah, I got absolutely. nothing, but tell me what you got for three to eighteen. Three to eighteen. We're running long. We are running long. This is a quickie, quickie. 18 obscure soda for me it's a fresca what's your 18 obscure soda yeah what's your 18 what's your favorite 18 or plus obscure soda for moxie. me it's a fresca i I, was, I knew what you were gonna say Josh. yeah it's moxie but it's only occasionally occasionally yeah you can't drink moxie all the time it's a fucking way you'll die but in some ways it's amazing yeah every once in yeah. a while moxie damn right but yeah. for me, it's the Fresca for that. Every once in a while, there's nothing in that spot like a Fresca. God damn, a Fresca. I used to love Fresca. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a, a six-pack today 
I'm like, Fresca, fuck it, yeah, I put it in there, I had one. Oh, refreshing. Hit the spot. I used I to make love a dr- orange soda, or uh, polar orange. Polar, polar dry. It's good. Dry yeah. polar orange. Oh, but yeah, or, yeah, polar orange dry is one of my, uh, diet polar orange dry is one of my favorite sodas of all time. Right, dry. Yeah, definitely dry top one. five. Yeah. Yeah, definitely That's top a five. a good one. Oh, it's good. A beta root beer. A beta root beer is pretty beta damn is, good. A beta root beer is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's pure cane sugar. That's why. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, Harpoon for a while made root beer, and I was like, wow, this is a really good root beer. And they were like, you know what? I'm gonna one up it. We're gonna do Harpoon orange soda. And I was like, fuck you, this orange soda is amazing. And they're like, you know what? We're not gonna do this anymore. We're not gonna do it anymore. And I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck you soda. guys. Fuck you guys. Fuck Harpoon. I'm not buying your shit anymore. I'm so mad. Fuck I like off. a nice soda. Yeah. All right, I guess that brings us to plugs. We got a couple things to plugs. Pentagon's coming up, and there's so many good people coming. So Everybody many. from Revenge of the Nerds, everyone's favorite weird nerd movie, a g- bunch of great wrestlers. We just heard that who, Josh? Mark Jackson from Mark Jackson Games. From Jackson Games? What? Steve Jackson. You tommed it. Steve Jackson. I tommed it. Steve Jackson. I was thinking Mark Jackson <laughs> a, the NBA is going to be there. I'm and a show some people I'm some a boots, But it's really Steve Jackson from Steve Jackson. Oh, I'm just so happy to be a verb. I warned everybody about this beer before we started the podcast, so go suck it there. Mark Jackson. Steve God Jackson. damn. Yeah, he's not even a good announcer. I don't even know why that came to mind. He's pretty good at his job, and he was a mediocre NBA player. Sorry, Mark. I know you're not. Sorry, Mark. You're not listening. Steve Jackson from Steve Jackson Games. A brilliant brilliant developer of early game systems that we all cleave to, I think. Damn right, Munchkin. For fuck's sake, Munchkin. Which you can now play on Steam. Ogre. Yeah. Ogre, Ogre. 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 I mean, just... I totally forgot he made Ogre. That was like one of the great turn-based... One of the big first turn-based games I even remember. As a kid. Just swinging a heavy bat all around the RPG and board game world. Steve Jackson made a lot of difference in a lot of the things all you nerds do today and might not remember. We owe, a, we owe, we owe him. We should all give him a dollar when we see him. Hey, man. Oh, yeah. Boom. Put me on the list. Yeah, I think we have. In that panel. Over the years, oh, yeah. I think we've given. Well, and um, I will say this about like, Steve Jackson games. When... Uh, I was in New Orleans. We were doing the uh, Red Cross Relay for Life uh, to fight cancer. And we contacted Steve Jackson Games because we were going to do a Munchkin tournament at the local uh, game shop. And they sent us all the prizes. They were like, here, we'll just donate this. And I think we raised like 300 bucks. It's just a a Munchkin tournament. Nice, nice. Yeah. And they were all, I think he signed all the games personally, too. Nice. And we did win a personalized signed copy from uh, Steve Jackson at... Um, San Diego Comic-Con. Damn right. That was a great time. I can't remember what year that was, but yeah. Uh, it was the year that was. We can track it down because uh, yeah, Kevin uh, Bacon's new show... 10, the 12 years ago? The, the what? The following. The following, Just yeah. came out like that 2010, year. 2010, 2009? Yeah. Sure. We can track it down by that. Always remember that Kevin Bacon was there buying his drinks because of the following, and we'll remember forever. Yeah. (laughs) 
I can. I mean, I can look at my Airbnb account. That's uh, that's where ah, I go. For. That's how I know where I actually I've actually been. Nice. To fucking be there. Yeah, San Diego Comic Con was fun, but not as fun as Pensacon. Ooh, Pensacon always fun. Yeah, always fun. Pensacon. Can't wait for this year, guys. Get our little getaway. And you know, you know who's gonna be at Pensacon? KeekOrthodox.com is gonna be at Pensacon. They are. KeekOrthodox.com. Hello, Tammy. It's 2012. Geek Orthodox. <laughs> Geek Orthodox. U- ULT, LT. Geek Orthodox.com. Purveyor fine stained glass prints. Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses. Saki sets. You name it, they got it. And if you want t-shirts, you got to go to ianlino.com for all your t-shirt needs. Yes, Tom. Oh, I was going to say you can't LT, LT because he'll just keep going. You don't steamroll LT. You might interrupt LT, but you do not steamroll LT. The odd thing is that was my first Airbnb reservation ever. Really? Yeah, 2012 San Diego Comic-Con. Because before that, you used a lot of – you had a – They didn't have a lot of anything because Airbnb was only like a year old. I know, but you had a uh, one of those rental things. A timeshare. Time a timeshare. We used to use timeshare. Yeah, we yeah. used our. I used my timeshare everywhere, but yeah. I've had a lot of these, and timeshare did not come to mind. <laughs> and thank you, Stella from San Diego. She's actually sent me a Christmas card several times since San Diego. Comic-Con. She was a lovely person. She uh, she yeah. like gave us a list of all the nice uh, places. We had those super pancakes. Yeah. That was one of the best Airbnbs we've ever stayed at. She gave us a list of stuff to do in San Diego. We're like, oh, that's adorable. We're not doing yeah. that. We're going to San Diego Comic Con. Except for the breakfast place. Yeah. But the pursuit, oh, spot on. LT, yeah. God damn it. I would, I'm, I'm glad you weren't there for the breakfast place, LT, actually, because those pancakes may have killed you. I mean, it was. They were as big as a toilet seat. What about a fine death, Ten years Tom? Ago. What about a fine death? Find death. Yes, I hate good day to die. Bring on the toilet seat sized pancakes. Come on. <laughs> Is that a bad so, measurement? Is that a bad measurement? Tom, have you got your uh, shots yet? LT? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I've gotten all my shots. Have you got your shots, Tom? Shot. I just got my bivariant uh, two weeks ago. And, I got uh, my bivariant. I got my shingles. I got my pneumonia shot. I got shots on shot. Did you get your shingle shot, shot yet? Shot, I'm shot, like five shot. years late for my shingle shot. <laughs> Did you get your shingle shot? Guys, I'm begging. It hurts like hell. It sucks. Oh, get, oh, your, get, shingles. Shingle get shot. your shingle shots. My wife I suffered so bad with her no. shingles. Oh, you already had know. shingles. Yeah, I had shingles like four years ago. You're one of the reasons I got that shingle shot because you told me, and I know your life. It was one of the worst pains you ever had, besides the uh, the one thing. My kidney kidney stone. Yeah, the yeah. kidney stone. Yeah. But yeah. that shingle you said was second. Is that still true? Yeah. And I've was... been with you when you broke both your wrists and both your arms. And I was like, meh. Yeah. The shingles is no joke. All right. Do that shit. <laughs> Mike, what is this podcast like to you? It's like drunk history, but for comics. Josh, is Pensacola, Florida, going to be your area? Pensacola, Florida, is going to be my uh, my sector. And uh, go look at Amateurish Productions. Uh, Katie, Ben, yeah. and Zeki. Go give them a listen to if you like listening to uh, D&D Live broadcast. Love you guys. 
Love you. Bye-bye. Hey, boop. Tom, hey. what do you say? Well, don't, 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 just what you hate. Just uh, promote what you love. You'll live longer. I almost yeah. forgot. Thank you, LZ. <laughs> love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.